Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? It's punchy. <laughs> I mean, it's punchy time. I can already tell. It's punchy Friday. This it's punchy Friday. And it, oh, wow. Yeah, this is good. I know by the time this comes out, everyone will be coming back from the holiday weekend if you're stateside. But uh, we're, we are uh, fired up. We're ready to roll. This is, uh, this is going to be a fantastic conversation today. We've got a guest who is going to roll something out that you are absolutely going to want to tune into and love. It's going to be fantastic. But if you're new to the podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, delivering real value. We call it selling from the heart. And as we start, a quick shout out to our good friends over at Send Out Cards. I got my card today, uh, yesterday, Larry, from, from our good friend Bart. And it is so cool to get something in hand that is personalized. There's pictures of me uh, and, and it really meant something. I, I love what's going on at Send Out Cards and how it aligns with Selling from the Heart. Well, you know, it, it, was, it was interesting because um, I did a little Selling from the Heart sales meeting for a sales team yesterday. And in part of uh, my workshop with them, I brought up the whole power because they're into the experience and relational selling and all that because it means something to them inside the, the, the vertical they work in. And I actually developed a card that came from the president of their organization. Yes. To show the power of this and everyone's jaws dropped and they go, I could see using this and staying top of mind and relating. And I call it tugging at the heart of our clients. Yeah. By sending them personalized cards, by doing a little bit of research on what they like, what they enjoy, the activities they love doing. It's a powerful tool. Absolutely amazing. Well, and it's so cool because I think it's going to bridge so well to what we talk, we're about to talk about today with old school and new school. But if you want well, to speaking of out, old, but speaking of old school, Daryl, Yes, three old guys that are on this podcast, <laughs> but, I, but I'm proud to announce that Daryl is the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Why does he look the best then? This is something wrong with you. Come on. I think you meant best looking, but hey, if you uh, want to check out, send out cards, go to cards.sellingfromtheheart.net. Try it out. Send yourself one and uh, see how it works. You can do that on the house. It's, it's pretty cool. Larry, speaking of old school and new school, we got this is a bunch of old school guys here today, but we're about to have a uh, pretty powerful and engaging conversation. So why don't you introduce our guest, Randy, and uh, let's let the uh, Punchy Friday continue. Well, I met Randy Reimersma probably three, four years ago. And it, the first thing that stood out is, you know, I'm going to pick on myself. I'm a short old dude and Randy's an extremely tall old dude. And it was kind of an awkward moment. <laughs> <laughs> you, hey guys, you can already tell where the podcast is going. Yeah. Uh, no, we just got into a really great conversation and we struck up a great friendship and uh, we've always stayed in contact and we always comment on our stuff. And 
we share some of the core foundations of what's important to us at Selling from the Heart, Daryl. And I go, hey, you know, let's just dig into this. So without further ado, Randy Reemersma from Span the Chasm, welcome. I'm glad to be here. I'm I'm, I'm a little I'm slow to ask, and so maybe I won't. But I don't remember what was awkward about that that first meeting. But uh, <laughs> oh, dude, it's yeah. because, it's because he, you know it's the short man's complex, I guess, dude. <laughs> well, hey, Randy, as as we get started, you know the question we ask all of our guests, and I can't wait to to hear your twist on this. Um, is the question is this: What does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Yeah, and, and I think you know outside the awkward moment that Larry and I had uh, when we met. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was in San Antonio. It was. It was three and a half years yeah, ago. Yeah, San, San Antonio. Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Um, I, I think and the thing that aligned Larry and I together that he would then later write the book on is we both care about, you know, performance. We both care about selling better and all that other stuff. But um, complete alignment on what's the driver for it? Is this, is this a, uh, you know, purely a monetary game or is it missional? And I think, uh, you know, for me and through the lens of Span the Chasm, what we do here, what is selling from the heart mean? Um, when we engage with our clients, there's two things I always tell them. I said, look, with Span the Chasm, if you choose to partner with Span the Chasm, there's two things that, that you get. Number one, we love our clients. We want the best for them. We want them to be successful. We want them to accelerate achieving their amazing goals. And number two, because of that, we're always going to tell them the truth. So uh, we are, our, what does selling from the heart mean for us? It means us being maniacally focused on our clients to make sure that they're going to be successful in their journey. It's not about us. Uh, you know, and I ask this question to a lot of the teams that we coach, do you want to be a hero or do you want to be a hero maker? And I think from us, it's been the chasm. What does selling from the heart mean? It means we have no interest in being the hero, which allows us to bring a very real authentic self to the table. Yeah. We're much more interested in being the hero maker. And when we get maniacally focused on you and your goals, we can serve from our best place, always with your goals in mind, not our goals. The, whatever we get on the backside is good for us, but that's not our driver. Our driver, our, our version of selling from the heart is really helping our teams that we serve accelerate getting, uh, getting what they want done in the marketplace, getting from here to there. No, it's, it's so awesome because I keyed in on one word you said in the very beginning, which aligns really well, especially in chapter six of my book. And you said one word, it was mission, missionary, right? And, and I think, you know, the whole chapter six is devoted to, you know, being a servant and leading with your heart and all that. And I applaud you that for that because so often, especially in business today, we fail to do that. I think there's so many hidden agendas that go on, Randy and Daryl, that we set all this aside because... Mm-hmm. You know, we say a lot of these things, but do we really mean it? I think we say it because it's stuff that people want to hear, but I think a lot of people need to internalize it. And I applaud you for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing is cool. What I love about what you do, you know, the whole theme that you guys are bringing to the marketplace is selling from the heart. Selling from the heart is a belief system. Um, it's not a methodology. It's not a process. It's a belief system. That's the same for us, you know, why we are missional in what we do. We believe firmly that the marketplace is better off with us than without. Therefore, there's almost a sense of moral compunction for us to do what we do and do it as well as we possibly can. That's why I think, you know, you know, Larry, Daryl, I don't know you that well yet, but Larry and I, why you and I get along so well is I believe that we both, that's a belief system thing for us. It's not a... I don't do what I do as a means to an end to make money. It's a belief system I have. And that's my, you know, on that Friday afternoon at 4.50, why can I still make 10 more phone calls? 
because I believe in what we do and that there's an obligation to do it and do it well out there. So um, that's why I think you and I get along so well. Yeah, you know, it was, it was really interesting. I just want to tag on to this one more time and then we'll move on. But it was, just, it was something interesting because Meredith Elliott Powell was on our podcast last and we were talking about this same thing. And she said something around caring. And that's also a missing link is I think what really sets all this apart and it's coming full circle is we just have to show and mean and live and walk and talk that we care. And that's, you know, whether that's woven into your vision, whether that's woven into your mission, you got to live and breathe caring. And I think that's part of the missing link in this whole thing. And that's part of a belief system. Yeah. You know, I think one of my favorite quotes is for Coach Angela Mayu, where she says, people will forget what you said but they will not forget how you made them feel. Yeah. Yeah. Think of how many people we know that, you know, five minutes into talking to them, you're like trying to protect your wallet. Cause you know, that's where they're going. Yeah. Versus authentically trying to serve, which is what you guys are all about. Uh, with selling from the heart. And people smell that crap all day long. And we call it commission breath. I, yep. you know, I love the way. Yeah. Commission breath. Worse, worse than bad Doritos, cheese, or, or, you know, <laughs> that's or not, right. Right? nothing worse. Or checks, Max. <laughs> I think that I love the way you define selling from the heart in terms of, of what you do at span the chasm with loving and telling the truth, because that's the both sides of this. There's authentic relationship, right? Like I authentically care there's love. Um, and then there's telling the truth, which is bringing authentic value. Like I'm not going to hold anything back from this conversation. And, and those two, when you bring those, those two together, that's beautiful, powerful, unique, um, compelling, all, all of these things that we need, trust building. Um, so good. So good. So today, though, there is a competition that is about to launch. In fact, right around the time this podcast is released, the competition is going to begin. And this is going to be an epic throwdown between old school and new school pipeline building. So Randy, Tell us about this competition that is about to roll out. I got, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. I'm just my arms way up. And so I'm so fired up about this thing because, um, and, and this just goes back to, again, our authenticity. We don't teach anything that we haven't tested, that we haven't used. We drink our own champagne, whatever you want to call it. So when I tell people you need to have like a follow-up cadence for a new lead, uh, and, and it's not theoretical. We, you know, for example, I've got a 13 step across 21 business days, follow up cadence for every new lead that I do every single time. So what we do here over here at Span the Chasm, man, it's not theoretical. I didn't read a book and therefore I'm trying to teach you about that. And so that's what, you know, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to introduce this with you guys right now. And in six months, come back and, and review the results. But here we go. Old school, new school. So Ken Lundin, who works for me, is a fantastic, super seasoned guy. XVP of sales, which is all we hire here at Span the Chasm. Um, and we're always talking about pipeline building, pipeline building, and we do a, enough pipeline building to, to grow the company. Uh, we're fortunate to be able to, you know, our ASP and our target market and all that blah, blah, blah stuff. But we're doing, a, we're doing an old-fashioned hoedown, throwdown, old school, new school. So from June, Monday, June 3, for the next six months, we're going to be going super, super down on, on pipeline build. I'm going old school. I'm using this thing. I'm using my network. I'm using handwritten cards. I'm going to be sending out signed books, all that stuff. I'm gonna get, I may even do some of the spreadsheet just to keep it super old school. Forget <laughs> well, about yeah, because now, now you got to geek out with your engineering background, Randy. That's why. 
Yeah, exactly. I'll get my slide roll out. It's going to be great. But Ken, on the other hand, he's going to go all new school, full automation, integrating of automation, APIs, driving duck soup into LinkedIn, automated follow-up, all that stuff. And I told him, I said, we're going to spend everything we got to to get the absolute best tools in place so that he can run new school completely as good as new school can be run. I'm going to run old school as good as old school can be run. And, it's, you know, we're going to do all these checkpoints. We're going to collect the data. And that's what's going to be fun to share with you guys in six months is to draw the graphs. How many connections? What did deal size look like? What was the velocity? All that stuff. And really spin it out. I got some ideas on what we're going to find out. Um, I'm going to pre-sell one of them. I'll bet that we're going to find out that it really doesn't matter if you're old school or new school. It just matters if you're committed to a process. I suspect we're going to prove that out but I'm not going to like, you know, modify my behavior to prove that. And I can't wait to see what the uh, old school, new school, hoedown, throwdown. Ken's a bald guy too. <laughs> one bald guy against another bald guy. Mono, bare knuckle on a Friday night. Fantastic. I, I'm excited to see how this goes. So you're the, you're on, you're in this corner of the ring. You're the old school, right? So I'm, I'm just curious, like what limitations are you going to put on yourself? Like, at what, where are you going to draw the line on, on old school in terms of, say, technology? I'm going, I'm telling you, I'm going this far back. The only thing I'm going to use LinkedIn for is for research. Okay. And, and you know, part of our process is like I'll send out an email, but I'm not doing anything above and beyond that. There'll be no automation. I'm not going to have automated follow-up. I am going to bare knuckle, you know, door-to-door salesman. I'm going to bare knuckle this thing. I'm going to work the heck out of my network. My referral process, which is already spot on, is going to be even extra super spot on. Uh, you know, things like handwritten cards, all that stuff. How about, hey, Randy, how, how about send out cards? I, well, I heard it's it has a picture. Handwritten. It's old school. This well, is the, like, he's got to have writer's cramp. He's got to yeah, have okay, like, so, okay, so ear from the phone. So, Randy, so here's the deal. If you're going to go true old school, then you can't use a smartphone. Because <laughs> smartphones weren't around back then. Oh, man, I was looking for my handwritten cards. I can't find them right now. We got a spam thousand handwritten cards. I'll, I'll go back to, remember Rotary? Yeah, but, but yeah, you got to at least, use, you know, the big phone push button and all that, dude. You can't use your, if you're going to go true old school, dude, you can't use the smartphone because that's technology. I've been breeding carrier pigeons for months in the back. <laughs> I think I, I I think that at some point in this sales process you're going to have to use a fax machine. I think that that you know, <laughs> I, so this is great though. So you're committing to to no social communication, <laughs> all old school in terms of cards, phone, email, and um, and just good old fashioned networking. No, 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 in, in, no inbound. No inbound. I get no inbound. I'm shutting myself off from lead flow. No inbound. That right. all goes Ken and, and the other team. I get zero leads. I got a many. I'm all 100 outbound. Okay. Fascinating. Okay. Then in the other the other corner of the ring, you're gonna win, baby. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> never bet on. Never bet against the bald eagle. Never. Ah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> so in the other corner of the ring, what? What is uh, your your buddy going to have, or your adversary going to have to work with? 
Yeah, so Ken's going to have, um, I told him, I said, any automation tool you can think of on LinkedIn, duck soup, you know, databases, pulling all this stuff together, integrated into our, uh, we use Active Campaign, integrated into Active Campaign, full, pro, full uh, you know, full follow-up, like the, the follow-up, the marketing follow-up, the follow-up stuff, I don't get any of that. Right. You got to do it all by hand. Uh, I'm telling you, man, writer's cramp. That's right. You got to look at your, like, handwritten day planner in the morning and follow-up. Okay. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go get hop in the time machine. I'm going to go back to 1995 and get that day timer that I, that I used to have. We you, tear off. Off. you tear off the day, <laughs> the day was done. You tear off the thing in the corner so you can flip to the next day right away. Hey, absolutely. I don't, I don't want to knock the day timer. I personally have discovered that with all my electronic calendars at the beginning of the day, I have to hand write out my schedule and my goals. Otherwise they don't ever get in my mind and I miss yeah. meetings. But, um, so I'm a huge fan of the handwritten day planner, even though I'm a as electronic junkie as electronic junkie gets. Hey, can it, hey, I want I want I want to go back to this old school because we were talking prior to the podcast and we were sharing. You always want to go back to the old school, Larry. Uh, no, got to move forward. No, dude, trust me on this because I see it. I, I I see it all the time. Is you know I have three kids that are you know of the generation that always gets picked on now. And, but what's, what's really interesting is, you know, through my travels and working with sales teams and bringing selling to the heart from the sales teams, the younger generation starts to latch onto the message. And what's really interesting is afterwards, we get into these really nice, enjoyable conversations and they really open up about, you know, technology and so forth. Now, granted, you know, all the younger generation, they're born, I mean, in the minute they get out of the womb, right? they understand how to use a smartphone and they're just used to it. Right. But what's interesting is if we go back old school and we all grew up on, you know, no internet and all that, we're not saying, Hey, you know, that's the way it has to be, but we had to learn how to clearly drive effective conversations. We had to build those relationships face to face and things like that and clearly articulate value or else we were dead in the water. We had nothing else to fall back on. Right guys, there was zero. So now I think, you know, technology can help us, but I think hiding behind it is one thing. Integrating it to help us drive more effective communication is another thing. Yeah. And I think this younger generation can really benefit from really understanding how to drive business conversations with business acumen and articulating value and all that by leveraging some of these other tools, because I'm a firm believer, and then I'll shut my mouth, that you can use technology but if you understand the basic level of it, I think it's going to accelerate how you use and communicate through technology. Yeah. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. I think one of the things that's going to get proven out in this process, because Ken's, I mean, Ken's 48, I think right now, 47, 48. So he's got old, some old school in him and he knows what the right things are to do. So he's going to be harnessing technology with intent and with purpose not to get LinkedIn connections, but to get conversations and, you know, yeah. and all that good stuff. And to touch on what you, you, you know, to extend a little bit what you're talking about, Larry, so many of the folks that I see that are trying to use some of these, you know, and, and I, for clarity, I'm not any, I'm not against new school at all. No, neither you know, am I. Yeah, you know, I, but the goal is not to get LinkedIn connections. It's the conversations and they're, you know, I'm social selling. Well, how many real conversations are you having? All that stuff that we hear. It's so easy to think that we're busy and we're being active and all that crap with our technology. But from an outcome standpoint, you haven't moved anybody forward. You haven't built a real relationship. You're not having a conversation about someone's current state and their future state, um, which is what it's all about. So uh, 
it, it's only, you know, as we often say here, it's only weird if it doesn't work. So whatever you're doing, you got to make it work for you. But hiding behind technology, which at a sales rep and a sales leader standpoint, I see so many people doing yeah. versus having intentionality and having purpose in what you're doing. Um, that matters a lot more than how you're doing it or you yeah. know, the, the actual how, I think. I think you make a really, really good point in that, you know, old school, and I'm that 48 year old guy that, that had, you know, started in the old school and now, you know, I'm a partner in a inbound marketing company. So I, you know, I've seen all of it. Um, but I think in the old school, what was good about the old school is you couldn't hide. I mean, you yeah. cannot, you can't it's hide. impossible to hide. Um, you're either out there talking to people or you're on the phone or nothing happens and um, in the new school, it is a lot easier. The only thing we could hide behind uh, was doing paperwork, right? I mean, that was our, you know, we could shuffle some papers around. But now there's like so many shiny objects that if, if we want to um, deceive ourselves into thinking we're getting something done, which, you know, in sales means driving relationships forward, driving deals forward, with, there's, there's dozens of opportunities now to feel like we're getting something done when we're really not. And, um, you know, and that, that, that mirror in the face, I think that we need as salespeople now in today's world where, where there are a lot of shiny objects is how much of my day is actually spent developing relationships and moving deals forward, selling, right. Versus pushing buttons and dragging and dropping and, you know, doing, doing whatever kind of thing that, that makes us feel like we're, we're selling when we're maybe not. Yeah, the idea of hiding behind some of that stuff, and I'm, I'm reflecting back to this would have been in the late, probably mid '90s, early mid '90s. I was working for a company called Network General. We were selling protocol analyzers in the datacom, you know, as, as data networking was coming up on uh, board. And the best manager I've ever heard uh, that I've ever had, uh, a wonderful gal by the name of Marcy Clapp. She just made it super simple for us. We had to do ten four two every week, ten new contacts, four face to face meetings, two social engagements, right? And that's all it was. And four meetings is not a lot of meetings, right? That's less than one a day. But she's like, look, that's the baseline. You must do 10 new contacts, four new, four new meetings, and two uh, social engagements every week. And that's all we had. And we reported on that at the end of every Friday. Who were they? What was the outcome? So it was super simple. But, man, you talk about by her holding us to that, just that bare face-to-face -face stuff, our pipelines all grew like crazy. And I think there were seven of us on the team. And yeah. there were seven of us, six of us made our number couple of us, you know, there were a bunch of us over 150% of forecast for the year. And we would all say it's because Marcy made us do 10 4 2. Wow. Beautiful. Well, it, you know, it, but it's, but it's, it, it's, it's not that difficult, right? It, it's, it, and, and even, even when I was working with this young sales team, you know, they started using words like consistency and discipline. And these people are banging phones all day long, Randy. And, and it's just interesting when they stop doing certain things certain things just, you know, it just peters out. Right. And what was, what was interesting is they, they said, you know, when they consistently use the phone and when they consistently prospect and then we consistently stick to their plan, good things happen, but they just get caught up in doing that stuff, whatever that stuff is, they lose focus and then it falls off the wayside. And you said in the very beginning is if it's just a matter of sticking to a plan and consistently mm -hmm. sticking to that plan every single day. Yeah. What are your non-negotiables, right? What are your non-negotiables? Yeah. Then always do those. Like how many times, I mean, I know you guys see it, Larry, especially in the world that you are with in the training space, 
How many times do you see it that the first thing that comes off of someone's calendar is pipeline bill? Right. Yeah. But, but then, okay. But then you ask them, what's the single hardest part of your job and what do they think they say, Randy? Well, a lot of it's pipeline bill. I don't know how to pipeline do it. Pipeline bill, prospecting, yeah. right? And I said, okay, then what, if that's the hardest thing you do, why do you shuffle it off? Cause it's hard. Cause you're <clears> the frog, eat the frog first, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I love what, what you're about to hopefully prove in this epic contest that's launching right now is you're about to prove that if you will, um, commit to the non-negotiable and stick to a process, whatever that is, that you will deliver results, right? And and you've got you in the corner, um, you know, with your your phone and your fax machine and your day planner. And we got Ken in the other corner with the supercomputer and, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg cheering him on. We've got, you know, we got this, but it doesn't really matter that if, if both of you, this is a hypothesis, if both of you will commit to keeping the pipeline build on your calendar and doing the 1042, whatever that is that you've decided and executing on it, is that, it that, that we'll see results. I think a lot of people have prospecting on the calendar, but they have never really committed to a system. And yeah. so it's, you know, it's hodgepodge and it's not strategic. Um, and I, I can't wait to see if your hypothesis is true that, you know, if you commit to a block of time and you have a system, you will win. I, I think it's going to be fascinating. Um, so will you keep us updated along the way? Like we, we want to share this out to the selling. Yeah, well, we we got to share this podcast some, like the yeah. end of June or something like that. We just, <laughs> Randy, you just got to drop me a message or give me a shout and you got to let me know. And then we'll kind of update along the way. Is that cool? Yeah, it would be like, here's a picture of Randy curled up in the corner crying, holding his day planner because <laughs> yes. he couldn't get his 1042 done. Here's a picture of Ken we're driving his new Lamborghini because he just like booked 4,000. Okay, so, <laughs> so it, when, when Ken listens to this, had we known that this podcast, was, we were actually going to talk about this, we would have welcomed Ken on this as well. So Ken can have his two cents, but nevertheless, Ken, good luck. Yeah, good luck. So, I, I before we before we wrap on this, I got to know what the stakes are because there's got to be some kind of incentive and some kind of pain at the end of this to uh, to really. There's no contest without a winner and a clear loser. Well, for me as a seasoned sales guy, winning and losing is all the is all I need, right? <laughs> right. You and that's all I know. Hey, I beat you. That's all I need to know. But I like the idea. Of, uh, of, of, a, of a gamble here. So I'll get with Ken. I'll let you guys know what it turns out to be. I'll make sure that there is a prize from the winner to the loser that either has the, has the emotional or actual uh, value of at least a thousand bucks. Even if it's me like dressing up like Ken Lundin and singing his, his college fight song on LinkedIn, whatever it might be. Now we're talking. We will make sure that there is something that is probably has more emotional expense than, than monetary expense, but uh, you will not want to lose this deal. But I really believe, like I told you guys earlier on, I think, I think we're both going to win this deal. And um, I hope we can provide the real outcome I want. The people that are going to win on this thing is not going to be Ken. It's not going to be Randy. It's not going to be Span the Chasm. It's, it's modeling. It's for the folks that will look at what we're modeling and mm-hmm. say, what if this makes sense for me? And I'm going to make this a non-negotiable. Yeah. No, and, and you and you nailed it, Randy. And I applaud you on that. Is uh, 
It doesn't matter the prospecting methodology that you use as long as you consistently do this. And, and one of the things that I challenge that I'm going to personally challenge the sales community on is this is, <laughs> and I want people to think about this is if, if you're with, with consistency and non-negotiable mindset, if you're consistently not leveraging all forms of prospecting, you know, call it old school, call it outbound, call it whatever you want. If you're not leveraging that to its fullest with consistency, then how can you leverage some of the new school? If you can combine both or one or the other, it really doesn't matter. But the whole key to this is, and, and where, where I like where you guys are going with this, is it has to be done consistently. It has to be non-negotiable. It has to be something you do every single day because it doesn't matter. You'll see success with it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be so good. Well, Randy, uh, thanks for sharing time with us. Thanks for welcoming, welcoming the Selling from the Heart community into the contest. I feel like we have like front row tickets. We're in the stands. We're cheering you guys on. This is like an all-out UFC brawl. It's going to be fun to watch, and I can't wait to have uh, both you and Ken back on the podcast after this to, to tell us all about what you learned. Uh, so any words of wisdom as we uh, get ready to land the plane today? I think, I mean, to anybody that's listening, here's my word of wisdom um, from someone who has a fairly clinical mindset. I come from an electrical engineering mathematics background. I love selling more than anything in the world. I've done it my entire life. To the theme that we're talking about today, as everyone watches Ken and I duke it out, you know, the thrill in Manila, whatever it's going to be, just pick a process, pick a path rationalize it, meet with someone that you know that can help you fine tune it. And as Ken and I do our thing for the same thing for you, do a six month trial on a process and don't give up. Don't swerve from it. Be maniacal in your focus, make it a non-negotiable. And in six months, I want to see, you know, selling from the heart. I want to see your guys inbox just flooded with stories about people who, who accepted our challenge to do a six-month study on the value of a process applied with maniacal rigor as a non-negotiable and what that has to their success. That's my thought. If you're listening, that's my challenge for you. I'm looking yep. at you right in the eyeballs. Make it happen because you and you alone own your success. Nobody else owes you. Jack, make it amazing. How's that for inspiration? Well, Randy, you just threw down the gauntlet, right, Larry? <laughs> no, I did it, and, and, and I would just layer on top well, of it. Well, the hopes are rip off my shirt now. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I just I have to layer on top of that is we, we have to stop negotiating the non-negotiables. Yes, yeah. that's good. Well, hey, everybody, thank you. Thanks for joining us, Randy. Thanks for being a part of this. I can't wait to see uh, the, the, the results of all of this. And, uh, man, what a, this, is, this is epic. And I think it's going to be very, very valuable what you learn in the process that you share with us. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Till next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep delivering real value, pick a process and stick with it. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.